Can we all agree that losses suck? Like no one likes to say goodbye to someone or something that they love. Losses can leave you feeling sad and numb, almost like you're living life behind a glass window and watching everything else going on around you. I mean, if you've been experiencing that or have experienced it before, you are not alone. Grief and loss knock us all down, but hope is on the other side. If you can relate, today's chat is for you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Welcome to Truthful Chats, 20 minutes or less designed to help us get to generational wellness. More on that in the description box. Every month, we'll have a Create Generational Wellness theme and our weekly Truthful Chat topics will explore that thing. That's right. That's right. So the theme for January is change. change. And today's episode is change grief to joyful gratitude. Okay. We started the intro talking about losses, but we don't, um, it's true for all losses. Okay. But we're specifically talking today about pet loss. I love pets. I've always been a pet person my whole oh my life. God. I used to rescue animals. I was the pet chick. I still am the pet chick, honestly, like up until a couple years ago. I just, when I find animals, I keep them. Um, and I was reading this article for uh, News and Health, and they were saying that pets are really, really great because they help decrease your levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and we all know about that. Um, they help to lower your blood pressure, mm-hmm. and studies found that they can reduce loneliness, increase feelings of social support, and boost your mood. They also say that pets have like all the foundational pillars of mindfulness. So a pet is going to give you attention. It's going to have good intentions for you. Yep. It's going to give you compassion and it's going to give you awareness. And like all of those things, animals just naturally bring to the table. People, you usually have to teach that kind of stuff, but with pets, it's super, super easy. But we bring that up because we have a beloved pet of ours who we miss every day and we love every day, but he actually transitioned right before the holidays. A week before Christmas. A week before Christmas. Um, if y'all don't know, it was Shadow, um, our bird that we've had, what, maybe 25, 25 years? 26 years. I think I got him on my 10th birthday. She thinks it was earlier, but. I no, I think it was the 10th. Okay, well. But it's so funny to me because all your friends, when they call, they go, you still have that bird? He's still alive? He's like, still alive? And like, Finally, finally went on home to, to be, be with, with the, the Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shadow was actually Shadow the second. He was the second cocktail I had. Um, and pets were really influential and helpful for me. Uh, we moved from New York City here to LA. And I just really struggled when I first got here. Like I really missed our family unit and our support system that we had in New York. Um, I was one of the only black kids in my class. And that was very strange for me. Everything just felt very out of place. And so a lot of the pets that I had really helped give me stability. Um, I also was starting to get really self-conscious at that age. And so I went from being really loud and really boisterous to being very quiet and a little more reserved. And I just appreciated having unconditional love from my pet, Shadow. We had dogs and cats and turtles and 
rabbits and everything, everything else, else in between. between. But Shadow was the main staple. That was the ride or die. Um, Your emotional support. He's my emotional support animal, yeah. man. And I think <laughs> that's really, you know, what I realized. Like, we have a lot of things to comment. So, like, Brandy's first album was, like, the first album I bought when I was, like, 10. Shout out to B. And Monica, but shout out to B. Um, and so... Shadow grew up listening to these to this music with me. He was an R and B bird. He was an R and B bird. It was Brandy. It was the Fugees. It was uh, Destiny's Child writing on the wall. So the older I get, you know, I'm just playing music because of nostalgia, right? And he would start singing and dancing. He loved to sing and dance. Like music was our connectivity. And I'm like, you remember this song? And I'm like, you're old enough to remember this song. Like absolutely. Um, he also is a hip hop head, but we'll get into that uh, later. So yeah, we definitely have music in common. He helped me with my angst as a child but also my angst as an adult because sometimes i would come home from work and like not have time for the people at my job not have time for the people that i live with at this house um and so he was really my <laughs> emotional support animal through all of that i have to explain anything to him i could just go and pick oh, him up man. and cuddle and have fun or sometimes he was not feeling me and that's the honest truth sometimes he was like sis i need Emotional, emotional support, support. <laughs> and you're not it. You know what I mean? So, and he was the welcoming committee at our house. Like until up until, you know, recently, if you knocked on our door, he would start screeching and hollering and be like, someone's coming down the door. And, you know, he'd speak to you. And when we were in lockdown, he would speak on our Zoom meetings. And, you know, he was a center of attention to life of the party. So he's a big part of our family environment. So I think the, the thing I remember the most, you know, as a parent, when your kids get to be old enough on Saturday morning to get up and get their own cereal and your own this, that, and the other, um, that was the, I think you guys used to bond the most during that time. I'm, Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. That was it. I could lie in the bed and I would listen and I'm like, oh, Shadow's up, Jessica's up, they're watching cartoons. I can hear the cartoons in the background and know, okay, it's cool. I can stay here for a little while longer. She's all good. Unless I was at the home house, then we was all up. Together, yeah, yeah, watch Saturday morning cartoons, but it's buddy. a ritual. Yeah, right? that was her buddy. Um, and so yeah, I think about this time. Well, not this time, but December of last year. Um, we had come out of lockdown, and within that, like last couple, you know, coming out of lockdown, I was like, I'm getting a physical. Shadow should get a physical. Mm -hmm. So I took him to a vet. We ended up changing his diet, and then we had to do this family trip to Texas. So we ended up taking him on a road trip, which was like insane. He had never left the house really. Um, without me, you know, accompanying him. There's a story about him once we took him out of the cage one time, but we'll save it for another time. Maybe we'll tell that on IG or something. Right. Anyway, uh, so we took him on this road trip. He got to spend all this time with the family and all of us, and I was like nervous the whole time. Um, but he made it through the trip. We changed his diet, uh, and then he was doing well. We found like this really great pet shop. He was doing well, and then, um, probably about like six to eight months before he actually transitioned, I started having all these premonitions about him transitioning. Mm -hmm. um, and this had happened before with another pet that we had, but I would have dreams that Pam would tell me that, you know, Shadow passed in the night or, you know, something would happen where I would be like keenly aware that he was transitioning. And so, I kept telling myself, the bird is 25. He can't, he live, can't forever. live forever. He can't live forever. And so we were all kind of like, and your dad said it was the same, so, same yeah. thing. Like, he can't live forever. Yeah. After he transitioned, we all started having these discussions about like how we all kind of knew it was coming. So I was grateful to God to have the heads up, but that didn't make it any easier. Mm -hmm. Like the day that he actually transitioned was a very regular day. I had come in from a class and I just noticed he was breathing really hard. And I was like, how long has he been doing this? What's going on? Not thinking like this is the end. I'm like, we just gonna take him somewhere. He'll be fine. 
But we'll spare you all the details. Once it became evidently clear to me that it was time for him to transition, and honestly, I probably had, I was supposed to do it a week before he actually transitioned, but I just couldn't do it. But in the moment when I realized, you know, this is it, I gave him permission to go. It was beautiful. All the pets leave around sunset. At the, at the very end of the day, it's the golden hour. It's always really beautiful. <laughs> and uh, transitioned him with music and all of that. But even on that, it was coming. It was still really, really hard. We had a lot of uh, intense sorrow. Um, we definitely wailed in the bed. He passed on a Friday. So that Saturday, we were like two through, two done. I was trying to watch a movie and Again, that whole feeling I talked about in the intro of living life behind the glass is just, you're very numb. You know what I mean? It's like life is happening around you, but death is a very heavy, present thing. But we had to get back to the business of living a little bit. Um, and oh, my we, goodness. You start wailing in the bed. I start wailing I in the bed. My husband much. came in the back and said, what's the matter with y'all? And then he remembered. He was like, oh, no. So when we came out of the bedroom, he was sitting in the dark with all the lights off. And I could tell he had been crying, too. So he was trying to trying to be cool about it, but it was hard. It was hard. But we had promised my friend Jazz, shout out to Jasmine, shout out to Grant, <laughs> girls for life. Um, but we promised uh, Jasmine, who is a fantastic dancer and instructor, um, that we would come and support her at her dance show. And so we went and it was sort of a praise and worship concert, but mm -hmm. like also, you it was know, very inspirational and so our hearts kind of got full. A little bit. Because it was about Christmas and the real reason for the season. So kind of that that Christmas joy kind of got in our hearts a little bit. Even though it was really hard, I had to watch Elf. Like, and even still, you know, you're doing all these things, but they're not necessarily filling you in the way that they normally would. But that's, you know, part of the process to know that you loved someone in something and that their absence is taking a toll on you. So the dance concert helps us sort of like get back into the business of living. And so we just want to encourage anyone who is, Dealing with pet loss, has dealt with pet loss, will deal with pet loss. Because um, you never think about it when you buy the pet. It's always so exciting. <laughs> You'd be so excited. But let let something happen and it turns into something else. And uh, for those of y'all with kids, it's really hard. But I will say this. Having had the last couple of experiences with pet death, it does teach you something about life and being mm -hmm. able to be there for some someone and something that you love as they transition. Um, I don't know. It develops this sort of like interesting thing, yeah. thick skin and resilience yeah. about yeah. Um, your personhood. So I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it's great. Death is actually quite ugly if you've seen it up close. But depending on what you believe, if you believe there's something else and hereafter, like I think all of my pets are watching my mansion in heaven and running around the house because I'm Wait. not telling them to, to get in the cage. So they watch the house until I get there. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So encouraging you, if you have had pet loss, um, feel your feels. I think uh, in this article I was reading about um, the Humane Society, they were talking about how often pet loss is hard for people to figure out because it's not a person. And you don't have to explain to us that you pet people, we understand. But some people are just like, it was just a dog or it was just a bird. Or, it was just a cat. But it was my bird, my pet cat, my dog, my, my rabbit, my whatever. Some of y'all do snakes. I don't do the reptiles. But whatever. That's your emotional support animal. So I think just giving you permission to be able to grieve the way that you grieve and don't have any problems with that. 
fill your fields. And then again, we've been talking about it. Pets help and animals help with companionship. They're a lot less complicated than people. Uh, acceptance, emotional support, and unconditional love. So, you know, when a fa any family member dies, you're going to feel something. And just because that family member is a pet doesn't mean that you don't get to fill your fields. Yeah, you don't feel it any less. Yeah, you don't feel it any less. And I think that you also have the opportunity to understand that after the loss comes gratitude, right? I'm very, very grateful to have had my son for as long as I have my son. Um, I love him. I love him dearly. I still talk to him and, you know, tell him I love him. And I told him when he was transitioning, like, nothing's going to separate us. We're bonded together forever. Like, there's nothing to separate him, us. We had him acclimated. He's in a little urn. He's in a cute so little urn. Right here. So people can still acknowledge him <laughs> when they come to the house. Um, and then that's, I think, how you know you're, you're grieving well. It's like, yes, there's sadness attached, but also eventually happy memories will come. Songs yep. will come. Like, yep. Every he, time we hear. Hear Backseat Freestyle by that Kendrick was his Lamar. Jam. That's on his favorite song. And that <laughs> album, that was the 10th anniversary of that record. <laughs> that I mean? was his jam. All my life I, hey, 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 so you find reasons to be happy whenever the Instapot comes on. He used to like to sing with the Instapot because I guess he thought it was another bird. Yep. All these things that prick your heart at, at some point and then... They make become, you smile at some point. Yeah, they become your beautiful memories that you get to smile about and be happy about through the tears. So just wanted to leave you all with that. Please pray for us. It's still a very difficult transition. We did not cry. Today. We got through this today we and we didn't today, cry. Hallelujah. wonderful. And uh, with that, we will bid you adieu. Please, please, please. If you subscribe, make sure you subscribe here to the YouTube channel. It's very important. It's very important. We want you to stay in the know. And then uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, of course. Like at. us on Facebook at Create Generational Wellness. Generation Wellness. We are at Create, Create Generational Wellness on YouTube, Instagram, and the Facebook, Facebook, I don't know, I sound very Um, And it's also in the description box. So with that, we will bid you a good and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Peace.